and I hear the intro to Born in the USA, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I don't know. I don't know the intro. Like something about it was just sounded so cool to like me as a seven year old, and I was like, I was bopping. I was thrilled, excited. Welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me tonight is Laura. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, I am so thrilled. Um, You know, um, Bruce Springsteen royalty connected us. uh, Donna from Bruce Funds sent a lovely email, uh, and he she copied you, saying, Hey, Jesse, Laura um, has some wonderful stories, is a passionate fan. I think she'd be a great guest on your podcast. And so um, I reached out to you, and I'm so happy you're willing to join me. Thank you. Yeah, so um, tell us a little about yourself. I'm... 19. I am a college student trying to just make it through, you know. Um, I'm a fan of Bruce Springsteen, obviously. And I don't, I don't know what else is relevant. Well, I think that's a good start. Did, um, you know, without getting into specifics, how is school going in the time of COVID? Are you doing everything remotely? Are are you guys, you know, talk to me a little bit about that. It's it's a scary time to be a student. Yeah, so I'm doing everything remote. I decided to do everything remote, but there's an option to, like, be on campus. Okay. Uh, I feel like it's starting to get worse like with active cases on campuses because it it went like oh my school in particular went like that number of active cases went like five times like it expanded by five times like the original count in like one month and for faculty three times and honestly I know some students who aren't being responsible as they should be so Laura, I am right there with you. You know, I'm, I live in Texas. We live in Dallas. And, um, it, it is scary the amount of people, you know, I see walking around without masks. Um, I don't want to get too political, but, um, you know, we, we feel like as a nation, our current administration doesn't seem to have a plan right like oh we'll just ignore it and it'll go away um and I, I i'm worried i am and we'll get to something fun in a minute but it, it is scary to think that you know it's as we're recording this it's november 11th and we're going into winter and with a lot colder weather and and people being more you know close together i, I think unless we try to take care of ourselves um, we could see a lot worse uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I am glad you are staying safe, and I am glad you're able to do remote. Um, and so, please continue to be safe. and And I, I, I'm I'm proud of you, and I, I'm glad you're doing the right things. Um, one of the things I always like to do, Laura, is to go back at the beginning. So, talk about growing up. Um, you shared with me before we hit record that you were from a mixed, you were from a mixed family. A one parent is a Bruce fan, one isn't. Uh, so talk to me about growing up. What kind of music did your family listen to? And uh, you know, just share a little bit of that background. 
Well, my mother is the one who does not like Bruce Springsteen. Okay. And she grew, well, she, growing up, while I was growing up, she listened to Anne Murray, uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter, I believe that's yes. her name. I, I love uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter. By the way. ABBA. I'll, yes. What? I'll tell you a Mary Chapin Carpenter story in a minute, but please continue. Uh, organ music. Yes. Like, like classical organ music. Olivia Newton-John. Uh, the Carpenters, as in Karen Carpenter and Richard Carpenter. And my father is Bruce Springsteen, big fan. Glenn Campbell. Uh, Rolling Stones, Motown, Neil Diamond, Carly Simon, Frank Sinatra, The Who. Okay. So, um, kind of both sides. Did does she not like Bruce's music, or does she think? Because I will tell you, I had an earlier um, guest who, um, and I don't like it. Basically, they were they were telling her, like the whoever my guest was, that um, you need to stay away from people like Bruce Springsteen. They're a bad influence. You know, that's 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 trash. You need to stay away from trash. So did she not like him or just not like his music or she just did not like rock and roll, period? Um, she thinks he's flat when he sings and that he's pitchy and off tune and that his music is just him doing incoherent. Okay, that's great. But so, I don't want—I don't—I feel bad insulting, saying the, saying negative stuff about how about Bruce, even though I'm not directly saying it. No, but, no, no, and, no. I totally understand what you're saying, and you know, it's it's interesting. Um, my lovely bride, it's like you know, I can't understand anything he's saying. He grunts so much, and so what I told him to, her to do, and I've told the story multiple times, is, you know, just pretend his voice is another instrument, and it's an instrumental, and that may blend to like it a little better. You know, I, I think everything she said, there is um, certainly some truth to that, that, you know, we all have the reason why music is so powerful is we each have different things that speak to us. And in if music speaks to you, sometimes you can't explain to someone else why. Like one of the questions I ask is, um, how did you discover Bruce and what about him captivated you? And sometimes people can tell that answer. Most of them can remember, but a lot of times people can't say why his music spoke to him. So how about you? You know, Obviously your dad liked him. Can you remember when you first became conscious of Bruce? Okay, so I actually do. I, I have a, not to brag or anything, but I have a very good memory, so I can, like, pinpoint specific the moment. But, like, it was, like, 2008, second grade. I was, like, seven, maybe. Yeah, seven. And out of... And I was just a very curious kid, and out of nowhere, I think I asked my dad, what music do you listen to? He goes, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, and I'm and I'm thinking in my head, that sounds like a pretty cool name. And then I asked, can we listen? And then flash forward like a few days later, we're picking my brother up from school, and we pick him up, then we drive home, and then... I ask him, can we listen to Bruce Springsteen? And he puts the Born in the USA CD in. And I hear the intro to Born in the USA, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. But I don't know. I don't know the intro. Like, something about it was just sounded so cool to, like, me as a seven-year-old. Yes. And I was like, I was bopping. I was thrilled, excited. I, I love that, right? You can, and, and there's something about that, you know, the anthem that him blasting it out, it it captivates you at that young age. That's a lovely story. So you're in the car, you you ask yeah. to hear the song, and your dad plays it. 
do you immediately tell him how much you like it? Yes. Yeah, I do. I'm like, I'm like the most excited, like I've ever been. And I'm like, I keep, I keep saying like, this is the best thing ever. And then there are actually like some parts of born in the USA that I found funny. Like I found the lyric, I'm a cool rockin' daddy from the USA that I, I found that funny when I was like, when I was a kid. And I mean, I didn't really get the lyrics back then. So I was young, but I just, there was just, I, th- I thought it was kind of, the lyrics were funny when I was seven. And I thought the, like, introduction was the best thing ever. Sure. And, and that makes sense, right? You know, I'm a cool rockin' daddy in the USA. Would As a kid, right? You love that. And there is debate and discussion that, you know, there's people who are much older than you were then that don't understand the song, right? As they play it, you know, outside of Trump's window when he's got COVID and like, do you not read the lyrics? Have you ever paid attention? So I think a seven-year-old could be excused from liking that anthem and not understanding what it's about. Um, Your dad must have been thrilled, right? Yeah, uh, and then, like, I think he played at the Super Bowl in 2008. I might be wrong, but... And so then I would, like, coincidentally, it was, like, the same year, I think. And I, and I remember thinking, like, watching it very... And, like, I was watching every move and very focused and but part of me thought also thought why aren't there why is it like a theatrics thing like they normally do like that artists normally do but I still liked it nonetheless so what I think is interesting is you know I was so excited Bruce was playing the Super Bowl right and my son at the time was not a fan and none of his friends, he was in college, and none of his other friends were just looking at me like, I don't care, Papa Jay. Like, you know, like, I, I don't understand. Why Why are you excited about it? Like, you, you understand it's Bruce. It's the Super Bowl. Um, so did they, did you guys tape it or DVR the show? It was live. Like, I think I watched it sure. live. I don't think I don't think our TV did – we didn't have one of those advanced TVs okay. back in that time. We didn't get, like, a flat screen until, like, a few years later. Okay. So we couldn't DVR it. Okay, because I didn't know if maybe – because um, the reason I'm asking is, you know, my son, we would tape stuff. In, you know, we had a VCR back then. And, um, you know, like, he – you know, he certainly was young enough to watch Barney – you know, um, and then Raffi, um, I don't know if you, you, you're probably too young to remember, but Raffi was this Canadian guy that would do, you know, um, children's music. And, but we would also tape local musicians and he would reap like we had a lady named Sarah Hickman, who's a friend of ours, and she was on like a local PBS special, and he would replay that music over and over again. So I didn't know maybe they had taped the halftime show for you, and you would replay it at times. Yeah, I mean, I only I've I saw it once on YouTube a few years later, but uh-huh. I never really replayed it. Okay, Did, I mean. When, no, I was just going to say, um, so that was like early memory. Um, as you growing older, how did your fandom change? Like, you know, did you, did you start, did your dad keep showing you different kind of Springsteen albums or did you start exploring it on your own? I would say a combination of both. The albums that I was most familiar with as a kid, like before high school, would be Darkness, Born in the USA, and Born to Run. And I think what helped me get into like to like most of the songs on those three albums was 
I wasn't around when they were released as singles. So I just heard them all through, and I feel like I didn't have the bias of knowing which one was a single or or hearing one more than another and conditioning myself to like it. Because when I listen to, like, albums today, I tend to like the singles better because they're played more, and I know that it's a single. But that that helped a lot with me liking Bruce, just hearing the album, not knowing what songs were popular. But I would say that in high school, my my fandom kind of changed because it became not, it started to not become my dad's music. It started to become my own. That is exactly where I wanted to go, Laura, is, um, you know, on high school, we often find our own voices or our own, you know, what our musical taste and. I'm going to sound like an old fart and I apologize in advance, right? Because I am 61 years old, right? But like, um, and so I'm going to have this totally wrong, but, you know, your peers may be listening to Taylor Swift or Lady Gaga. And and I'm I'm, I'm sure you had your share of liking that music too, but Bruce stayed part of your listening in your music vocabulary. Yeah. um, It sort of happened like, 10th grade, I became really depressed and lonely, and I was like, I don't know, I I don't really, I just remember once I decided to just listen to Bruce Springsteen's album, Born to Run, just start to finish, and I had like this appreciation for Thunder Road that I never had before, because Honestly, before high school, I didn't really care that much for Thunder Road. I liked 10th Avenue Freeze Out was my favorite song on Born to Run when I was before high school. But then when I listened to Thunder Road in like 10th grade, it just made me feel like I was being like transported to another world with just with my earbuds in. And it, there were just some lyrics. I know like Bruce doing these songs might not have been referring to my situation, but it felt like it was what I needed to hear in those situations. Like, I know you're lonely and in Thunder Road. And then there's something about like finding, like fighting for people in Thunder Road or like persistence that I, like that spoke to me it was sort of like a reality that I wanted to have and the reality that I had at the same time if that makes sense and then I started to explore Badlands more and the Darkness album and that's when I felt like I truly connected to the music rather than just oh this tune is catchy and it's upbeat you know so there's a guy here in Dallas that um, is a musician, and he um, is part of a, a a Springsteen tribute band, right? They they do, and the actual name of the band is Thunder Road. And um, he was talking to me that he was fighting depression, and he said, you know, the line in Thunder Road, you can hide neath your covers and study your pain make crosses from your lover, throw roses in the rain. He said, that was me. I was hiding my face under the cover. He says, I was so depressed. And, you know, Bruce's music helped me get through it. Um, And I think that speaks a lot to not only the power of the music, but your, your soul that it spoke to you, Laura, that you, you know, all of a sudden – you know, you're like 16, 15, 16, right? And and this mm-hmm. the song all of a sudden wakens up, uh, you know, something you hadn't thought about before. And, and that's a beautiful story. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just, and like even hearing the intro of Thunder Road captivated me. I was like, when you hear, when you like hear that like first harmonica pitch, I'm like, yes. 
you know? Yeah. And even okay. that. And I try to tell myself, and another lyric that I like, I try to tell myself that it's a town full of losers. Like, I might be lonely, but, like, the people who I'm trying to, who I've been trying to impress or the people who I've been trying to fit in with, I try to tell myself that they aren't all that. Like, it's a town full, it's literally a town full of losers. So why should I be impressed, trying to impress them so hard? They're not any better than me. Yeah. I don't always, I don't always, like, feel that way, but I try to tell myself that. Well, it's hard to be, we all, Don Henley, who um, is one of the co-founders of the Eagles, and um, said once that he thinks in a lot of ways all of us are trying to recover from high school. Uh, so, and I don't want to belittle because I know there is a lot of pain that as an adolescent and as a teenager we're going through. And there is, you know, there's so much about, you know, high school that can be, you know, painful and really tough. And I think whatever you can use to as a mechanism to help you survive and as long as it's not cruel to something someone else i think is a very healthy thing and the idea like to say um this is a town full of losers i'm pulling out of here to win is not well i'm I'm not necessarily better than these people. What I'm saying is I have different dreams and I have different abilities and they may not be recognized now, but in the future there will be a group of people, a family, a destination that will appreciate what I'm bringing to the table. Do you, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I still haven't, really found that yet but I don't know I just like yeah I might have something to offer and I don't know it's more like a these people aren't better than me like absolutely and and to be candid you know Laura I'm 61 and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up so, uh, you know, and and I do think there is, um, you know, one of my favorite Springsteen songs is Better Days. And, and the reason why, and I've talked about this often, I believe what Better Days is saying is to enjoy the journey. That there may be hard times, there may be challenges, but too many people say, um, well, when I get out of high school, then I'll be happy. When I graduate from college, then I'll be happy. When I find a partner in my life, a, a you know, a, a significant other, then I'm going to be happy versus like enjoying your time, like as this journey, as I go through school and appreciate the fact that I am during this horrible pandemic, I am surviving and I am figuring out a way to get my education and being safe. Um, I am enjoying Bruce's music. I'm enjoying, you know, making friends and knowing things, right? It is the journey. Yeah. And then I also kind of owe it to Thunder Road in addition, because I sort of, I got into writing with through Thunder Road. And that's helped me a lot. I mean, that just helped me a lot. And then I, like, shared it at at the Bruce Bunn's birthday celebration. And it was like hearing myself read it for the first time and then having such positive feedback made, like, was reassuring. Yeah, you shared a little bit of that with me. And so um, for our audience, like kind of talk about what you, you know, what were you thinking and, and talk a little bit about you, what you wrote and, you know, what were you trying to say? It's 
it's a journey, uh, like sort of like what you said, but it's someone's journey through like self hatred due to feeling lonely and a feeling that like no one cares. And then how, how you feel like everything you say is just cringy. There's nothing special about you compared to others. No one sees it. All these grievances. And then it sort of takes a turn of like, but in the end, I want to be all right with me. And then it, and it basically just, it's kind of like, I don't know if parody is the best word, spin off. I don't know what you want to call it, but it, it's sort of like, it's like based off of Thunder Road. And then it, I remember it ends with, it ends with the, it end, I ended it with, it's a town, and what I've discovered, it's a town full of losers. So why am I so eager to fit in? And that's, that's just my favorite part. It might, I might not be totally on board yet, but I, part of me deep down, I think believes that. And, and I think that is a powerful statement. Um, and especially, um, no matter your age, no matter where you are, there is a desire and a a pressure to fit in and to be accepted. And one of the things that I love most about the Springsteen community in doing this podcast is I get a chance to talk to um, a lot of Bruce fans and a lot of music fans. And 99% of them have no judgment and have a spirit of of friendship and love and acceptance. And I, I think that is the group that I should be trying to fit in with, right? To, to if 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 someone doesn't want to accept me, why should I fight so hard to make them accept me? Because I know I'm valuable. I know I'm a good person and I know I have value. And when I read your um, document, you know, it's kind of half poem, half kind of, you know, essay. That's what I felt. I felt like you were saying that I am, I am important. I am valued and, and you should, you should understand that about me and, and whether you want to accept it or not, I'm going to accept myself. Yeah. And I like how, and it like sort of goes on it. I would say that it goes on a journey because like I broke it up into three parts. Yes. Where it's like, but I know my role. This ain't no thunder road. It's a lightning dead end. And all I needed was a friend. That part was, I think, one of the most raw what I was feeling like raw what I was feeling it was like candid and then the and then when you go to the other sections like the end of the second section and then the third section it's sort of reflecting and looking towards the future and having hope for something better and not and like remembering that no one's really all that we're on we're all we all have the same amount of coolness i think it's very cool that his music has inspired you to write um what other writing are you doing um i also did something on another thing on thunder road but i don't know where to put it it's about just revisiting it and like what it means like I don't I don't know how to explain it it's about like someone who just wants to hear Thunder Road again and it's about like listening to it in a time where you are just lonely and sad sure and it's it's kind of like the other piece 
but not it's shorter and I don't really think that it, that it fit in as well I mean and also this isn't like this is kind of different but I had to do it like I had to put take an honors class for my college and I was like I don't want to take any of the honors classes that are offered so I emailed I emailed the director of the honors program and I was like what can we do and then he's like well you can do an independent study and this was like a week before classes started so I didn't really have much time to plan something and then we had to zoom and then he's like well, what do you want your independent study to be about? And I'm like, Bruce Springsteen. And then he's like, that's a lot to work with. That's not very much. That's not very specific. And then I'm like, well, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I mean, I eventually thought of something because I took a sociology class and did a, and I had to do three proposals for a paper and got an, the professor picked one and that professor, one of them was a Springsteen topic that the professor rejected. So I basically am deciding to do that for this. So for that independent study, I wrote a book review on, Thun not Thunder Road, Born to Run, the autobiography, which I got an A on, very exciting. And um, also I'm currently on page seven of a 10 page paper I have to write this was a sociology thing that was rejected by another class, but it was about it's about how Bruce's life experiences in music represents American culture. That's very cool. I would love to read that when you're finished because I, I that's that's an interesting topic. In fact, anything you want to share, um, you have an open forum on. You know, I don't have that many people going to my website, but you're welcome to share anything you want. I'll be glad to post it and, um, you know, so that people can uh, – anything you want to share. The – I love how you're taking your passion for his music and you're using it as, you know, one of one of the songs that – has meant a lot to me during this time is the song from high hopes this is your sword right this is your sword this is your shield this is the power of love revealed and it sounds like you are using his music as a sword and shield to protect your your tender heart and your um you know your mental health yeah, and this might sound kind of bad, but sometimes I feel like I need to have a personality or, like, so I need to be passionate about something in order to, like, make up for whatever I'm, whatever, like, bad feelings I might be feeling. And, like, in that other thing that I wrote that I was talking about, it, it said something like, it talks about, like, let me see, um... It says, myself, the person with no personality, the person who grafts on to Bruce Springsteen to say that life has meaning. And that's sort of, it is, too. It is, I would say. You know, and what he talked about in the Letter to You film, and he's talked about in the Broadway and the in the book, is he has been having an ongoing conversation with his audience. And um, to quote the Land of Hope and Dreams, right, you'll need a good companion on this part of the ride. Um, I think right now, Laura, Bruce's music is being a companion to you. And as you grow and, and, and continue to learn and expand, and develop your social context, right? He'll always be a part of your life and a part of your companion. And I think depending on the circumstances, I think it'll give and take on how much you're relying on his music. Mm -hmm. 
like senior year of high school was probably like one of like the years where I felt like yes I listened to Bruce Springsteen but it I it wasn't really like a survival thing it was more like a fun thing and that's because I was significantly happier senior year of high school than maybe sophomore year or junior year because I don't know I I just felt like I felt like I was valued more senior year by others and noticed more I mean by noticed I mean just like validated not necessarily I want attention but validated yeah and and you know I can tell you all you want and your your parents and your friends could tell you, you know, validation comes from yourself. But the reality, we are social creatures, and a lot of how we see ourselves is how others see us, and that is really important. And and I can see how, you know, you know, you're starting college, you're, you know, you've got all this COVID things going on. It is a a stressful time for all of us and especially going into something new and i i'm i know that i speak for i can't speak for bruce but i'm sure he finds great comfort that you and me and others we use him as you know i've heard the phrase or time the soundtrack of our lives it is our companion mm-hmm and I just wish others could just could could see that in Bruce. I mean, maybe more of my generation could, because there are some people who I just honestly wish that friends who I wish that I could jam out to Bruce Springsteen with, but they haven't really caught the Bruce Springsteen bug like I have. I once tried to get one person to, but he reverted back to Travis Scott and Logic, who are rappers. Yeah, and in. I get that, right? And, um, but it will come to them when they need it. It, and I think that's the you stay true to your fandom, you learn and you know experience other music, and there will come a time, and I'm a firm believer in this, that that there will be a Bruce song that will speak to someone. And you'll be able to say, see, this is why I felt this way. I mean, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, I always like to preface this that, you know, the amount of times you've seen Bruce perform live is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are. I've had people on the show that have never seen him. I've had people that have seen him over 300 times. Have you been have you got a chance to see him live? That's an that's a interesting, well, funny yet aggravating story. Because uh, well, I love aggregating funny no, stories. No, because so there was a time in 2008, and I was like, or like it was either 2008 or 2009, maybe both, where I was like, can we see Bruce Springsteen? And I'm, and my dad's like, no, it's a school night. Okay, so then, and then flash forward sixth grade, 2012, I'm like, Obama and Bruce Springsteen were coming to the town I lived at that time to uh, play a song to help Obama win re-election, I guess, and I'm like, can we go? And he's like, my dad's like, no, that's during school. And I, and like, I even like told my, I told my social studies teacher in sixth grade that I that I could have been seeing Obama and Bruce Springsteen at that moment he's like you should have missed class and like even my teacher was saying that like I would have like I would have let my kids miss class for that and then there's a time in ninth grade for the river tour in 2016 2015-2016 where I'm like can we see Bruce Springsteen? No, it's a school night. And then I don't get it how like one night, one night, seeing Bruce Springsteen for one night in ninth grade wouldn't have ruined my academic accomplishments. 
seeing Bruce Springsteen and Obama in sixth grade where nothing matters wouldn't have ruined anything. Second and third grade, seeing Bruce Springsteen wouldn't have ruined anything. I might have been tired, but you get over that. That would have. That's that's a very little concern. Like thirteen years later, so, and then my dad in nineteen seventy eight. A college student at Princeton saw Bruce Springsteen on a school night, yet he's saying, nope, you can't do it. And that's why I haven't seen him yet. So I am, I am, I have tears in my eyes because I am laughing at the situation, not at you. And also because the, what, what I'm, what I find humorous and not is the difference of parenting. Okay. So I've already talked about my son a couple of times. So like in the first or second grade, we got tickets for opening day at the Texas Rangers ballpark, you know, the baseball team opening day. And um, so, you know, it's, it's on a Tuesday, you know, the games at one o'clock And, um, you know, I'm like, hey, we're going to the game. All right, what are we going to tell the teacher? What are we going to tell him? Miss his school. I said, we're going to tell him you're going to opening day. I said, I don't care. I said, I cannot. I think in the long run, the idea that I took off work and I took you to a ball game is going to mean more than whatever you're going to learn in second grade that day. Right. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> right. And, and so. If, and then, when college actually matters, like college, college, you actually matters more. And then he's like, and then he like talks about how he saw like Bruce in 1978, and how like the ties that bind was what he saw that he saw Bruce perform it for the first time. I think I'm like. I don't get it. It's hypocritical in my So it is not my place to criticize your father. He is your father and you love him. But if I had been your dad, I would have said, okay, you know, the bonding of us going to a Bruce Springsteen concert together. um, And yes, you may be a little bit late. But when Bruce, Bruce only comes to town once a year at the most, you know, we got to take this. So I am right there with you, Laura. I mean, I'm sure in the long run you will forgive your father and will love him always. But when you're, you, you know, like the, the, the night before you graduate college or like, you know, like before your wedding at rehearsal dinner, let me tell you what my dad did, right? <laughs> and tell that story. Uh, I think he missed the chance. He should have taken you. And I hope the next time Bruce tours, you call him and say, look, dad, we've missed it the last few times. There is no way that how many more times is Bruce going to tour? You have to, we have to go together. There is no way we're getting out of this without us seeing Bruce together. Right? Yeah. And, but on, I try to look at it this way. Yes. All of those times where I've had, where Bruce Springsteen has performed was before 10th grade. And as we said before, 10th grade was when I felt like I, I was at a deeper connection. Yes. So I'm thinking that it will mean more and being my first time seeing him, it would, mean more have more gravity and i'd be looking forward to it more and overall it'd just be more enjoyable that's what i try to say you are a wise woman and you uh and and faith will be rewarded this is going to happen it's going to be together and you will hug your dad's neck and hold his hand when Bruce does Thunder Road and or born in the USA and go, dad, this was it. This was the first one. So that's great. Yeah. He better play Thunder Road. Yes, indeed. I hope he does it like the time, like on a street radio when they do the 2016 concert, when, yes. they, when he like, like when the, when Bruce is like young anymore, wait, when like the, when like the crowd goes like 
chill little face. There's magic in the night. I don't want to sing because I don't want to get judged. But okay, I understand. No like, judgment. There's no like judgment, Tom. You know, like, yes. You know, like in the 2016 when like the audience thinks that I really want that to happen. That gives me chills. Absolutely. Yes. When Avery goes, have a little faith. There's magic in the night. Absolutely. Um, so you've talked about Born in the USA was your first love, and you obviously have shared how much Thunder Road has meant to you. Are there other songs or albums that you use um, that that mean a lot to you as a fan, and and that you know you you bring that either brings you joy or brings you comfort? Well, darkness and darkness, uh, I really like. Um, I mean, I also like Western Stars. I mean, for me, it was like a no-skip album. Every song is, like, great. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's no songs that I consider overrated. And it was just, I went to see the movie with my dad and on, and we enjoyed it. So, wait a minute, pause there it. Like, wait a minute, Laura. Was it a what? school night? Actually, yes. Okay, so maybe he's learning. Maybe he's learning. Okay, that's it good. A, it was like last year. I ha- It was like in October okay. last year. It was after a doctor's appointment. Okay. And I remember I actually had an assignment due at midnight. And we got back like to to my dorm because he traveled he like did like a car ride up and we went back to the dorm and like I was cutting it close well it was not was it maybe it wasn't it wasn't due at midnight it was like I had to have like it was due like sometime during that time either way I was cutting it close and I was like I because I saw western stars I had to be like up at like one or two one and two trying to perfect the assignment that I could have done that other time during the Western Stars time, but it was worth it. I don't think my dad knew about the assignment, so maybe that's why he let me do it. Well, but let's, uh, that was like that was why he didn't want me to go to concerts. Right. But to be fair, I got a ninety eight percent on that assignment uh-huh. despite all of that and didn't hurt me in the long run and i saw western stars and absolutely and you got to go with your dad all right so mm-hmm. hey dad look all right the, the, we got to make plans dad you know your girl needs a live show in 2022 like you have concerns give me a call dad okay just in case he's listening to the podcast um he yes downstairs. i like i like secluded myself so like you got no background noise will be heard. But <laughs> thank you. The um, I so you've already talked about you you want to hear Thunder Road when you go live. Um, are there a couple other songs that? And obviously that's a tough question, Laura. Right? Like the question is, what songs do you want to hear live? All of them. But are there yeah. a couple songs that you go? that you will, like, oh, yes, I'm so glad I'm getting this. Ooh, I have to think about 10th Avenue Freeze Out, maybe. Sure, that's um, a great I, one. I, this might sound, I wish Clarence, I wish I could have seen Clarence do like that. Sure, like, absolutely. Or the, yeah, or like the Jungle Land solo. That's yes. Like, I'm trying to think. Um, I hope that like, I saw the letter to you, like, Countdown and Burning Train. I heard that was, that could be an opener. I'm I not think opposed so. to that. I think that's the song they're going to open with. I love that song. What else? Ghost. Definitely Ghost. Radio Nowhere. If I could perform a song with Bruce Springsteen, it'd be Radio Nowhere. I don't know why. It's just. That's a great song. I know, like, song. Thunder Road. Thunder Road's my favorite, but if I were to perform a song with Bruce Springsteen, it would be Radio Nowhere. Do you play an instrument? Uh, I did percussion and viola in okay. high school. Okay. And, and go on. No, I was going to ask, and can you 
can you play Springsteen on the viola? I mean, the melody, probably. I could just learn it by ear. Yeah. But I don't know where my viola currently is. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to make you play. I just was curious of doing that. That's funny. That's great. Um, so uh, I, that's a good choice. That's a really good choice. Um, so, Laura, what have I what have I not asked you that I should? Uh, I actually made a list of, like, the email stuff. You didn't ask me my musical taste in high school. Cool. Yes. Um, 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 musical taste in high school, top 40, like the pop stuff. Yeah. Fruit Spring Tree, duh. And, um, uh, so, you know, you know, something that Bruce Springsteen and I have in common is we have Dutch last names, but our, but we don't have a lot of, we don't have as much Dutch in us as other. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like, I'm like one sixteenth Dutch. Okay. And but still, because my last name was Dutch, I like wanted to know like, I I sort of wanted to try out some Dutch music. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like American pop music, but in Dutch kind of. But there's this Dutch artist that I really like. Who's uh, his name is Snell. I might not be pronouncing that right, but who knows? Um, I also like classical i ha- i really love percussion music like marching band drumline sure i love it okay that's um, great. and jazz blues rock and then and then there that's basically covers a lot of it Good. and i'm there was this album it, it's not an album it's more of an ep it's called Somewhere Over My Head by Grace and Chance. Okay. One of, like, my – it's one of my favorite albums. Well, okay. EPs, whatever you want to call it. And I listened to that a lot in high school. Okay, very nice. Good. Um, so I think it's time for the Mary question. So Ooh, let me okay. – so let me give – let me set this up. And then uh, the floor will be yours. So Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area. And every year, his seniors, they take two days and they break down Thunder Road as a poem. They go through all the lyrics. He talks about the imagery in the song. He talks about the themes of the song. Uh, They compare it to Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken. And at the end of the two days, Jay looks at his class and he says, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? So, Miss Laura, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? Okay, so I actually did some, like, thinking about this. And I and I have evidence to back me up. So, yes. And it involves me using Born to Run as evidence. So... Okay. From what I've seen, Bruce wrote a lot about his parents. And, like, in Nebraska, that was about, there were some songs about his experiences with his dad. And it might make, and it sort of led me to believe that, like, maybe the song could be about his parents and them moving to, like, you know how when Bruce was 19, his parents moved to California with his little sister. So might it kind of makes me think that it could be about that. And furthermore, in pay, on page 108 of Born to Run, it says, Six months later in 1969, at 19, I stood in our driveway waiting as my parents and little sister Pam pulled away. They, they had all of their belongings packed on top of their 1960s Rambler. They took $3,000 with them all the money they had. They slept the night in a motel and two nights in the car and drove 3,000 miles. East Coast Okies headed for my father's promised land. And in Thunder Road, it says we're riding out tonight the case of promised land. So maybe that's like the dad. I don't know. This might be some conspiracy theory stuff, but I don't know. And then furthermore, again, page 131 
it then refers to it again and says, it was my mom and pop coming to welcome their only son to their promised land. And then the next section is called promised land, which makes me think maybe Mary's the mom and going to California is the, we're riding out tonight and the, it's the town full of losers pulling out of your, eager to win. So I'd say yes, if that, that's, I'd say yes because of that. But I yeah. That is awesome. I think, you know, and, and I am not surprised based on listening to you tell the stories of all the A's you get on papers and projects. So um, thank you for doing the research and thank you for showing your work and citing sources. Um, yeah, well, well done. No, no, I think that is perfect. I think that is great. Um Laura, this has been a lot of fun. I hope you had fun. I did. I know you said you started out being a little nervous. A little better toward the end? Yes. Good. That is my hope. You have been a wonderful guest. You are a you are a great storyteller. You are a passionate fan. And it, I don't want to sound condescending, but... Um, the future of Springsteen fandom is in good shape as long as there are fans like you this generation. So well thank done. You. Yes. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Um, you know, and anytime you feel like talking or you feel like sharing, just, just reach out to me and say, hey, Jesse, I got an idea for an episode and I'd love to have you back. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Um, hang tight while I tell the audience goodbye. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me that you download these podcasts and, and listen. Um, and please, please take care of yourselves. Remember to social distance. Wash your hands. Put on an effing mask. And let's be good to each other because, you know, things are tough out there. And we all need a little more kindness. So for now, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. Fantasy Points.